na 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 it's episode 90 of the Red River Horror Podcast. This week's episode will feature Joe and Eddie discussing AI, what scares them about AI, the start of 2023, what's been good, what's been bad. And then I'm going to ask Eddie some questions straight out of Dreadit. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 90 of the Red River Horror Podcast. Welcome back. Hey, despite all our beans, we're still just some rat and some jeans. Hey, Ed, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm the host, Joe Zakruski. It's episode number 90 of the Red River Horror Podcast. What the hell? Rat and jeans and beans and what? Uh, something stupid that's just been stuck in my head for about a week and a half. Anyway, okay. it's been a minute. Yes. We're getting deeper into 2023. There's yes. been some good things and some not so good things, some yes. mixed things. Um, you know, our last episode, we were discussing with our pal Joe Griffin. We were going over The Last of Us before that premiered. Uh, it has since wrapped up. It was one fantastic show. Um, I don't think you watched an episode of it, but I'll tell you. I, I got, did you, I got did one you get or two into it. it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. It. You did start. Yeah. So, you know, we'll spare the details. We'll get more into it, I guess, on another episode. We have another guest. Mm-hmm. Um Overall, I mean, A Plus show was just fantastic. Everybody I talked to who played the games absolutely loved it. Nice. Um, the only gripes I've heard from people was they wish there were some more of the infected, um, but that's what oh. season two would be for. Um, I don't, in these like in post apocalyptic shows, I always like the the humanity aspect of it more yeah. so than the terror of you know zombies or whatever infected type thing. Because, I mean. People are pretty disgusting in those desperate situations, and that's I find that more scary than. Plus, I mean, as an artist too, you think like that you're putting a lot of if if the infected are one of the main draws, I guess, of the game, or that that's who you have to take out, and you wish there were more of them. I mean, now you're kind of like you're putting a lot of work on those actors to get it right, the 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 people that are designing the whole world that you're walking through to get it right. So, um, yeah, I I could see a. That would make sense that a second season would be more running and gunning, and this kind of just being like, okay, let's let's get to know these people, let's establish yeah. a relationship with these people. So I, I I'm looking forward to finishing. I got one or two in, and I really liked what I saw. Yeah, I mean HBO has it figured out on how to make a show um, and hire the right people for the show. I mean, even their rejects have <laughs> turned were turned into major franchises, which was Breaking Bad, Mad Men, and The Walking Dead. Yes. I don't know if anybody knew that. They were all rejected from HBO first and then picked up by AMC. Hmm. Fascinating, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe not breaking. Uh, no, probably. Who knows? Ah, whatever. So let's get back into it. Yes, so, we're oh. back. We're Joe, I just wanted to say welcome back. Uh, there was a lot that has transpired in the first quarter of horror Q1. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm really... I'm looking ahead to a lot of exciting things. In the present, there are a lot of exciting things, and there was a lot of exciting things that happened since Christmas. So I'm, 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 it's good to be back with you and talking to the Red River Horror audience yeah, about it's, some horror, man. Let's let's go. Let's get started. fantastic. And then uh, on March 14th, an article dropped on redriverhorror.com from Stacey Lane Wilson of Can the Horror Genre Save the Movie Business? And, mm. you know, all I had to do was <laughs> read the top. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, there's been since... Post COVID, I mean, the horror releases have really been bringing in the money. Um, that's exactly right, and that's where I was like, the one that really stuck out to me. I think just because it's a good PG thirteen horror was that Megan. Yes. So I can't pronounce it the way they say it in the mo- Megan. Megan. Yeah. So I was watching that. I was watching with my daughter and my niece last night, and they're both like, "Why do they say it like that?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't even mimic it." Well, is it an accent thing? I don't know. Yeah, and, and I guess that with the way it's stylized too, I don't know. But the you already you kind of buried the lead a little bit. Yeah, you said something very important, and this is a big. This is a big. I'm I'm proud of you for this. So anything that was PG-13 horror back in the day, you were like, no, I'm not going to see that. Yep. It's another PG-13 horror. Another PG. We would only see R-rated ones if we were going to the theater. If we were going to commit. So you liked Megan as a as a PG thirteen horror film. You you enjoyed it? Yeah, something I could watch with with Zoe. So yeah. Something I could watch with my daughter. I think that really hit the spot for mm-hmm. um, something that everybody could watch. Yeah, um, and was relevant to today. I mean, 
you know, shows like Black Mirror. I mean, there's pl- plenty of other things where <laughs> technology goes wrong. Oh, yeah. So why do we keep playing with technology instead of putting any checks in place? <laughs> it's like uh, chat GPT has been a huge yes. thing right now. Um, when when does this all backfire? Skynet, man. It's yeah, the, it's, I, I hate to be super nerd. I know that's like the nerdiest you could possibly go, but... It, it doesn't seem that far-fetched that Skynet could be uh, waging wars soon on not only the human race, but yeah. other... So I just got... Uh, just to bring... To kind of encroach on what you're talking about, give a little preview here. Joe, I don't know if you received this. Uh, so you have ChatGPT. I know Microsoft bought that, right? Mm-hmm. That's like now a Microsoft product. Well, four days ago, I get an email from Google that says, Bard. Meet... Bard, Mm -hmm. an early experiment by Google. Because you're a Google One member, we'd like to offer you the opportunity to be among the first to sign up for the new Bard experience and provide feedback. So now we got Microsoft with ChatGPT. I'm going to say it wrong a million times. And now we have Google with Bard. There's probably more out there. I mean... Apple, Apple's going to get that autonomous car going, and then they're going to kill us all. (laughs) There's just so many things of like... I mean, for years of just like technology, technology advances beyond humans capability and then the technology wins. Yep. Or sometimes it doesn't win where it creates a near crisis. Like you go back to what that 80s movie War Games. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a great movie. I mean, that's pre that's dawn of the Internet where the Internet almost causes a nuclear war. (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is a good one. Yeah. And now deep war game. Yeah. Now where you have AI that can completely mimic someone's speak like text look like yeah well another thing uh warning for you so you know you get those phone calls i know the red river horror audience is smart enough to know this but i just wanted to make people aware it's happening more and more it's exactly what you're saying like those like mimicking yeah what you're saying i just heard a report on the radio the other day that's one of the newest scams so even even just saying hello like to add to one of those accidental scam calls. Yep. Even just, everybody knows by now to not say yes. Like we don't say. Definitely don't do that. Yeah. If someone calls and it's it's whatever and you're just like yes, no, 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 no. Do not say yes. Period. I think everyone knows that by now. But now, the best thing to do when you get a call from a number you don't know and it doesn't pop up scam likely is to just wait. Yeah. Don't say anything. They can tell on the other line if something's there because then if it is someone you know, just like oh hello Ed, you know. Uh, if it's not, if it's something more sinister or someone trying to steal your stuff, uh, just wait for, wait for them to go first. Give them yeah. the floor. I know in like a few years from now, Apple will say like they have a special like call screener that, you know, Android already has. Um, it's been rolled out on the Pixel okay. now. So if it's a number it doesn't recognize, you just tap a button that says screen. And it has, it just, it's a robotic prompt that says, please state your name and why you're calling. Whoa. Yeah. That's, you know what though? I, um, I think that's what is a Google Voice, because hmm? I've actually called. I call a lot of numbers in Washington D.C. Um, but that's what they say. It's just like Google Voice says, state your name. Yep. It's like, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So it it makes the person on the other side identify themselves. And okay. Before, I like that. before you pick up. So there's at least that's in place for mm-hmm. stealing. You know, that prevents stealing people's voice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was a big factor in Megan. She took that to her advantage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a creepy feature. If if ever fleshed out properly in the real world here, it's a I don't like that. I mean, oh my gosh, right back to Terminator. Yeah. The damn the the, the robot cop. Yeah. What the, was it? The, the T-1000. T-1000. Yes. Yeah. Him talking him having the whole conversation. Oh man. James Cameron was onto this way back. Yep. Huh. I know. And then you got the Wachowskis with the Matrix, right? You know, I mean, yep. it's it's just such a common theme. Mm-hmm. And then seeing a movie like, uh, what, what was the one when we were younger? Uh, Pulse? No. Um, with the cell phones. Pulse was, well, it wasn't one missed call. I saw that one time, didn't like it, uh, but it wasn't that. It, Pulse we did see. I think we saw that in theaters. Wait, we were joking. We were laughing. We only wanted to see it because it had Spanish from old school in it. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, that's why it's like, yeah, it's got Spanish from old school in it. We, it's going to be, I'm, we're going to see it. I don't know. How it's gonna... Now, apparently, so I wasn't a huge fan of Pulse. No, it wasn't that good. But, but apparently the Japanese one is very, very good. Like what it's based off of. The one when they were doing all those J-Har yeah. re- redos. Um, 
that was apparently really good. Oh, Kristen Bell is in Pulse. <laughs> How funny is that? A budget of $20.5 million, box office of 30 mil. So let's see. Was Spanish in that? Yes, it was. Yeah. Rick Gonzalez. Yeah. That's <laughs> Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. If you if the kids see you without that helmet on, it can be very traumatizing for these kids. I'm sorry, man. It's crazy hot. You're better than that. You're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. Yes, you were thinking correctly. So Pulse, yeah. just to get into that real quick, again, I, I hear the Japanese one is amazing, but it was also written by Wes Craven and Ray Wright, directed by Jim Sonzero, remake of Kiyoshi Kurosawa's 2001 Japanese horror film, Cairo. Film stars Kristen Bell, Ian Somerhalder, and Christina Milian. Ah. Uh, the film spawned two straight-to-DVD sequels, Pulse 2 Afterlife and Pulse 3, both released in 2008. I don't think we saw either of those. No, but it, same thing. It was the It's uh, technology. Yep. Again. Um, and anyway, that's, uh, yeah, Pulse. We'll have to, that's another thing I want to, as we're back and we're going to start, we're ramping up the podcast, baby. We're back. Uh, I really want to go, go through some of the uh, older 2000s like bad horror movies Me the too. ones that just weren't that good i'd like to really like dig into like the straight to dvd sequels and, yeah uh, i mean I, there's some random where it's like i bet there's plenty that are better than you might anticipate there are you know but i, I recently went back and watched the fog from 2005 mm -hmm. now that was a mistake because i already like the fog a lot the 1981 i think it was whatever from john carpenter yeah so that's that's probably not the best, but I went back and watched the 2005, I think it was, Fog. It was not good. So uh, it had me thinking. It's just like, I think we need to flesh some of these older 2000 horror movies out to see if see, see if we can find any gems from the pack. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Uh, and I definitely want to get back to watching some of those old, Jap like the original versions of all the Japanese horror ones. Yes. Like, I was getting into it at the time. Remember, it's like you go to Blockbuster Hollywood and they always had the Japanese copy too, mm -hmm. to kind of, like because everybody was doing both. Yeah, um, which was smart. Yeah, and then you know how I was, especially at a younger age, where it's like as soon as it became like kind of fun and cool to do, I was checked out. Sure. No, I'm the same way. This corny now. Yeah. Posers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, at that age, man, being counterculture is cool. Yeah, like right. That, that, that in itself is a thing. But one thing, and we're going all over the place just real quick. I thought it was funny. Uh, Melissa and I were talking, uh, my wife, we were talking the other day. And <laughs> you know how, like, the hipster thing, like, exists now with the IPAs and the, the hoodies and the flannels and all that stuff? It's just, like, it was funny. I remember you saying, just like, hey, like, then if that's the basis for all this that i was the first hipster i know <laughs> so we were we were, th we were thinking about that just like i guess that's kind of right it's like joking about it just like wearing my corduroy pants and a flannel shirt with my dark rim glasses <laughs> being like looking like a total nerd <laughs> hey <laughs> became the style uh and that was not intentional that was just what i had <laughs> <laughs> so it was just funny yeah. we were literally just talking about that but yeah back to uh that they they did they had the japanese horror all the remakes that came out which some of them were, were really good yeah and you watch the originals and some of them are a whole lot better yeah i mean i've <laughs> i just love the grudge and i know it's like people good. get silly i've talked about it a bunch of times it's just one and i would like to i know there's more sequels to it out there mm -hmm. than the remake and the grudge 2 there's another couple in between i thought there was also a grudge three if there, i'm not mistaken there is okay so i've never seen that no it's one of those you would avoid it like the plague because yeah. you don't want to get involved with no. these straight to dvd ones but we, that's that's something we can really get in we can sink our teeth into yes at some point and then but just as far as like the ai stuff's concerned it's always just a natural fear and i wonder what's next now that we've just reached are we just going to keep recycling ro smart robots i there's really yeah cell phones androids we got like what's the what's what could be the next thing I, so if you look at it this way too man great time to remake christine it is a great time to remake christine as long as they don't make it a pg-13 remake yeah <laughs> um but no but i mean if you look just a few weeks back um the two russian planes took out 
a U.S. drone, but they showed you the footage from that drone. So if like you think about it, and it was crystal clear, you yeah. say played that video over and over again on all the cable news spots, videos crystal clear. You think that drone is driving by itself? Yeah, from a guy probably in like Arizona. So like, it is. We'll get into the deeper cell phone creepy while the information we're turning over to our devices every day but mm -hmm. i was thinking that for some reason gave me pause it's just like you hear about the drones you hear about drone strikes you hear about a lot of that technology it's been in effect for a long time now but actually seeing it for me seeing footage from it it was it was real it was like oh my gosh so if that thing was like megan <laughs> or if the russians took over control of that and sent it back our way i was it was the first time like seeing that video on loop kind of over and over again it's like wow uh if that decided to turn on us or let's just say i know that they're not this sophisticated yet but let's just say that was carrying a nuclear weapon yeah. and it went rogue and said hey you know what like i think i'm gonna start a war today the machine it could yeah um <laughs> for you was it a tv show or movie there's something where it's like the drone a drone gets hacked and taking control of by like somebody like Ugh. that yeah. sounds like a, a 24 plot yeah it does doesn't it <laughs> yeah. bring that back one yes. more one more time bring it back They're yeah like jack ryan's basically 24 on amazon yeah. if you want something with that kind of vibe okay or no, homeland you never did homeland i never did homeland which is done by some of the writers of 24 okay. so definitely give that a shot yeah but, uh, but so yes yeah, so now i guess that brings us to our devices what that movie mm -hmm. pulse warned about and it's just strange that this week we uh, the CEO of TikTok was in front of Congress about this very thing, data, yeah, everything that it's collecting that you're kind of turning over on your device to the Chinese, to wherever. Like it's we're we're very free with with our devices. We're very free with what we give to them. Pretty much, <laughs> um, you know. It's that we go down that that's a whole rabbit hole to go down to and like data mining uh what's being shared because there's certain products uh that are abroad that are not available in the u.s because of their data mining pro tactics mm -hmm. um and that's one of the concerns those tiktok do those kinds of things it's like is someone stealing everything they know about you and what ultimately i mean they sell to you yep i mean it's that's that's the creepier thing is picking up your trends and it's terrifying i i, I sat in on a seminar uh it was like a mark i forget was it marketing some kind of it was like these technologies, those like you know, you see a car in the mall. Mm -hmm. It has cameras in it, yeah. picking up on what you're looking at, like identifying where are people looking the most, <clears throat> like what are they most interested in when they're walking by it, right? And saving that, and that's how they like advertise it on TV or advertise it online. It's like, oh my god, yeah. So I mean. <laughs> I'm just saying your device is getting pinged yeah. all the time. Your device, like it, you are forfeiting a lot. It's not just before, like 10 years ago, it was just like, oh, all these people like Facebook and Instagram, they're all taking our data and selling to us. Yeah. Now it's just like you think of how far that's come. Yeah. I mean, the, the rule of thumb that doesn't get shared enough and it's like when you tell it to people and then they figure it out is if it costs, if it's if the product is free, you are the product. Yes. <laughs> that's a guy like that. that. I mean, that's, that's what it is. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. You are. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way it works. Yep. Um, if a product so, is free, then you are the product. Yeah. And that's almost like a horror movie in itself. When yeah, you it think, is. And that's just reality. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. It's very scary. Uh, and that's, that's where these AI movies, they get, that's where they get me. I'm mm -hmm. like, what's the next thing? It's like, uh, I was thinking the next thing, probably like Neuralink. Have you ever looked like, so that's a, one of Elon's babies. Okay. I have not. Is that, that's a brain chip. Oh God. No, I've definitely not heard of that. <laughs> I was thinking of the satellite that he, uh, that gives you Starlink. The, it's Starlink. So yeah. you got Starlink. So, uh, yeah. And then Neuralink. Neuralink. I haven't, uh, which is, a, <laughs> I think it's might be a scalp implant, but either it's connecting to your brain waves. Oh no. So imagine like. Here's a horror movie for you. It's like that just becomes popular with like healing people or whatever and just turns people into like a drone of slaves. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, you talk funny. You talk about Black Mirror. I actually had to stop watching Black Mirror because it was depressing. Very. Um, it was it was too much. Like I couldn't. Yeah. It, like some, again, I, I've said this a million times on this podcast. Sometimes I just want to see Jason lives. You know what I mean? Sometimes I just want to see absolutely. People. So when I put on Black Mirror and try to continue and go down and and watch more, there was something in your eye. I think it was. Yep. That could record everything in your whole life and it was like depressing it was it was like so now like the the guy suspects that his wife's cheating on him but because of everything that's happened so like he's watching back like he's replaying things that have happened like all right this is like i can't i don't know it was very depressing did you see the one that was like alexa i think it's called white christmas was it yeah it's where they take your consciousness and put it into a device no oh gosh so I, I mean that's that's I I love this stuff and I hate it because it's just every time I sit back I get just freaked out yeah um, it's weird yeah luckily like Megan had enough like odd comedic relief at times yeah so it kept a nice flow yeah so that, I, I think Megan was a surprise to everybody I, I, I think Megan we're so used to seeing like think of the remake not remake the reboot of child's play and how mm. disappointing it was because it's just like oh, okay it's going to be ai and and you know there's an app you download on your phone so it's but it didn't really use that because that's not what child's play is you know what i mean it didn't really use th- that concept very well so i think people saw the reboot of child's play the one with mark hamill being the voice mm. didn't like it but had this expectation that maybe megan would be that kind of thing and it wasn't it was different it was unique and it was and yes there was there was comedy and there was some comic relief and then there was some really creepy (laughs) creepy things too so yeah i mean it takes elements from from the truth is every time they try and like build some kind of like smart ai and then once they expose it to humanity it goes it goes haywire Mm -hmm. so (laughs) we are an odd bunch of animals i can tell you that much yes you're not not ready for robots no oh man but okay, let's okay, go to the interwebs. Well, I think you got something. Well, for- yeah, and it's just like jumping off of that. Megan was a success at the box office. It's been yep. a success streaming, and you know why are people going to the movies for so much for horror movies? Atmosphere. Yeah. You know, watching a horror, watching a horror movie in the dark is what's up. It it's is great. You know, I mean, let's see what we got in twenty twenty three. Just going from this article. Megan rated PG three gross to date was ninety five million. Ninety five million dollars yeah. for a PG thirteen slasher. Yeah, and you know what that Crazy. is? That's a lot of like teens getting back out, getting out on a weekend. Yeah, you know, adults, families, like anybody can go see it. Scream six currently running oh. at forty four million. Well, that was its opening. Yeah, it's great. Like, I I couldn't. Bl- I was just I was sitting in the studio one day and I look up and and. I'll just say one of the cable news channels. It was just like Scream shreds the box office. I'm like, wait, what? Scream? Yeah. And the thing, the thing that cracks me up about Scream is like it's just become a parody of itself. Yeah. At this point, where it was like a parody within mm-hmm. itself, and now it's just gone full blown. But you know, that's fine if people are enjoying it. You know, I. Well, I, I think one thing that helps, one thing that will really help Scream, because I know. Th- because the last year's was so successful because it was good i scream five was really good um and scream four was good before it i think that with that film franchise as it it needs to so is it three that they're 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 gonna make so there's gonna be one more of this trilogy i think think. everything's got to have three now right i I, so i think that there, there there's of course gonna be another one um but now it's weird. Now you kind of have an anchor star mm-hmm. in the Scream franchise in Jenna Ortega. Yeah. So it's like, so it's something that you had Nev Campbell and rightly she said, like, I'm not going to be in this one. I'm not going to be in Scream 6. It's time for us to take a break from Sidney Prescott. And now you kind of pick up with a character, a few characters that we met last time. Yeah. But now one of them's a bona fide star, like yeah. an actual it's- Hollywood it's good passing of the torch. Yeah. And she, Jenna Ortega killing it. You know, she had Wednesday. Absolutely. Which was great. Uh, she was in uh, what's the, the movie we both enjoyed? X. Yes. Yes, she was in that. Yeah. So, so, so what I'm saying is uh, you can, in the traditional sense, 
So I, thinking of it now, actually, it doesn't shock me as much that it that Scream killed the box office because it's like, okay, well, how movies used to be made is you used to kind of have a star that you've centered around. And we don't really see that that much anymore. So now thinking moving forward, if they are going to make another Scream, which I'm sure they are, uh, you have someone to kind of focus yeah, on. You got you got a face, a new face of the franchise. Yeah. So that's awesome. Good for her. Yep. Good for the franchise. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely designed in a way that works really well with a new generation of people who go into the movies, you know, and that's, that's a conversation and continually have to have in the era, like, you know, everything being remade, rebooted yeah. is you got to remind yourself it's not for you. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I forget what it what was it that 90s show not to get off to- horror topic, but mm-hmm. like I've said it to a bunch of people. It's like, they're like, I don't know. It just kind of had like this cheesy vibe to it. So it's like, it's not for you. Like my kid loves it because right. that's who it's for. Right. You know, how old was I when I watched that 70s show? It's designed for someone that age to watch that 90s show, not for my 37 year old viewing. Wow. Pleasure. Wow. It's for the 13 year old. But yeah, so you and I hate <laughs> like, but the funny thing is why, why were we not? And I don't want to stop your flow here. No, but why were we not that into the remakes and the reboots as much because we had seen all the original stuff. Yeah. yeah. So by the time they started rebooting films, um, you didn't think it's just like, ah, oh, these remakes, these reboots, except for we've said it before. Yeah. The, the, I, the one that bothers me the most is I thought the Friday the 13th one was so good. I did too, actually. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. And it just didn't get the... Uh, so, so it was Nightmare. Nightmare, I, I think, is Nightmare... The reboot of Nightmare was yeah. completely underrated. Yeah. Completely underrated. Uh, and they just didn't get any traction. Just beca- uh, just established franchises, man. Yep. I mean, it's the way, the way it goes. And I've got a question about that in just a minute. Sure. Let's go yeah. over like 2023 so have- a little more because there's another one on there that uh, a little Canadian indie called mm-hmm. Skinamarink that was a limited yes. pulled in two million at the box office. Wow. I was mad. I was going to go see it and... Um, I was going to go with a buddy of mine and we just couldn't sync up because it was like, it's just, it's on shutter now. Yes. And it's like, I want to see this in theaters. Oh, uh, okay. You know, we're yeah. just, it's dark. I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> I still don't want to know anything. I've heard very mixed things. Okay. Um, but I do like the odd horror type stuff mm-hmm. and that's what, that's all I know about it. What do you think of this? Now we've said we were going to do this with the town that dreaded sundown. What do you mm-hmm. think? We go up the Poconos. We put the sheet up against the uh, the garage and we watch it outside. Is you, that the way to do it? You had it? me if we go up the <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Maybe the, if you have to see it in theaters and now it's probably not going to be back in theaters for quite some time. Yeah. Um, so why don't we try and try and make as best we can the theatrical experience. So we'll do that. So now we have two movies that we got to watch outside. The Town That Dreaded Sundown and Skink... Skink... Skinamarink. Skinamarink, sorry. Skinamarink. All right, so Megan, Scream, Skinamarink. What else we got? Well, let's go over what do you think so far. If we're... I was going to tell you about anything that came out in 2023. Which do you think would be the biggest, like, letdown of horror? I don't know, man. The answer's knock at the cabin, but... Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, that's one that I was hoping... I was hoping to see in theaters and I actually missed and I usually don't miss M. Night Shyamalan movies in theaters but I did this one sorry he's his own thing where it's like you just have to know what you have you like once you know it's Shyamalan you know there's gonna be something odd in there yes um so Uh, funny funny thing completely unrelated wow he's only 52 Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah let's start young wow so check this out I just saw this this is apropos of nothing M. Night Shyamalan buys former Rockefeller farm in Chester County for $24 million. That was a headline yesterday in the uh, in the Inquirer. I just I thought I'd bring that up. Good for him. He's, I was like, wait a minute. The yeah. descendants of oil magnate William Rockefeller Jr. sold the 218-acre estate in the hills of Chester County to M. Night Shyamalan. Good for him. Yeah. I know, I know his. he has someone in his family tree that's a neighbor to my cousin downtown Ooh, well, one one step closer to that interview yeah <laughs> hey what's up yeah so I, I i have a hard time because like you know i love hate his movies mm-hmm. are they necessarily horror maybe not anymore maybe he's just carved out his own genre at this point yeah <laughs> 
but he was like for us being from the Philadelphia area, he does a great job by you know including Philly in a lot of his projects. Yep. And so gotta like him for that and i'll never take that from him all so. right so knock at the cabin was disappointing real quick before we wrap on m night uh that's i don't want to be stealing from other people's ideas but i know when it came out uh movie babble her old friend nick kush mm-hmm. they did like a ranking mm-hmm. of of m night Shyamalan. i'm saying maybe we don't do a ranking but maybe you and i do an episode of the red river horror podcast where we pick three of our most important m night Shyamalan films three yeah, I mean, we could give that a shot. I mean, you know, it's the thing with him is like maybe you have to not include the sixth sense. Okay, because that takes that out of it altogether. That's the luck, right? Is there anybody who says that's bad? It's it's like when we did the Halloween ranking the Halloweens with Joe D from different take. It's yeah, like, you just okay, give it the original. Nineteen seventy eight is already number one. Unless you're keeping attention to some of those like Facebook groups where it's like they go out of their way to not make that number. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I, ah, you know, I just can't justify. I've just watched it too many times or something. It's like because it's the best one. I remember just uh, real quick on that with mm-hmm. Daniel Farrens when we asked him, "What's your, what's your favorite movie?" Because you know Halloween six and where that falls in our yeah. rankings, and he's just like. How do you not know this? It's Halloween. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right, all right. So that that might be something to investigate, but Knock at the Cabin, most disappointing of 2023. Uh, so, so far. I got mean, it. we got some exciting stuff coming up in April where we'll get really hyped. Oh. Really hyped for uh, Evil Dead Rise. Can't wait mm. for that, April 21st. But also you have uh, Renfield. Ah, yes. Coming with Nick Cage. Yeah. Dude, Nicolas Cage, had, he is, for as, as I guess we'll say, bad goofy that he was i i am freaking loving nicholas cage it, this new this new version over the last I would say talk five, about a guy years. who just takes ownership of like just like yeah i'm just gonna do whatever the hell i want yes. i mean nick cage dude and uh uh the spoiler alert in a good way um renfield will be reviewed by stacy lane wilson for redriverhard.com outstanding so i'm excited so i usually love everything dracula related yeah you know it's always fun um, this looks like it should be should be a good time. Yeah, curious how it's gonna go, um, especially with he's Dracula in it, I believe, and mm-hmm. just his his energy, the way that's gonna <laughs> should be. It's gonna make for something interesting, but also released on the same day, The Pope's Exorcist. Yes, April, which could be very interesting. I think now I know you're feeling on because you lived through the great exorcism reboots, uh, like you. I know you were not a fan of all of the freaking exorcism movies that came out. It got a bit to be a bit much. <laughs> right. This one, uh, it looks pretty good, man. It, looks, it does look good. I, 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 un, I believe me, I get it. Like, I just remember you were just like, I'm done. I think it was by the time The Devil Inside came out. You're like, all right, enough with the damn exorcism. I think this one. Uh, the Devil Inside, was that was the one with the great trailer and the mom was in like a psych ward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. But it was, that was also it for... I don't think there was anything that was prompted as a big release after that. I'm trying to think of how the years went, but I remember like the last Exorcism, which I did go back. I think we talked about it. I did mm-hmm. go back. I liked that. Um, that was Eli Roth's Exorcist movie. Um, the last Exorcism, The Devil Inside, was 2012, I believe. So we'll have to put all those together. Maybe we can do an X. Because I remember you were completely, I was like, oh, you want to go see this? She's like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with the Exorcism crap. So yeah, this one, to me, I, I'm. Uh, you think it looks good, too? Because I, I think it looks good. Yeah, I think it looks like a fun, I think it's going to be a good time. Okay. Uh, I, I'm trying to just embrace everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and skip the negative aspect and just kind of let let things be what they are. And if I enjoy them, I enjoy them. If I dislike them, I'm not going to be like, Meh. I'm not going to that's cry about it. With horror, dude, I think that's where I'm. So I would love to, and I'm probably going to be doing some more movie reviews um, at the site, redriverhorror.com. Mm-hmm. So like, I'd like to become more of a reviewer. Like I enjoy the process, kind of thinking it out, and you know, how did the sound? Like, were the sounds good? Did it look good here? Whatever the acting. Um, but I think that's one thing that would that that's one of the reasons that I would never be a full blown movie critic is because I'm too optimistic about horror. I can, yeah, I can see the good even in the bad. Like when we saw the Bye Bye Man, like that movie was like people did not like that movie at all. 
I did. I was just like, oh, no, I thought he looked cool and this and that. And it was like, no, Ed, it's a bad movie. Just, yeah, but he looked cool. Yeah. So you take the take, take the good with the bad. I'm, I'm optimistic about horror film. When I go yeah. into a horror film, I'm optimistic. I'm trying to get into that mentality with the with David Gordon Green's Exorcist trilogy that why why are they doing it like this? Is, yeah. is it going to be a fresh trilogy? It's not going to be a remake of the entire trilogy. Um, or even worse, doing like Halloween and picking up with Reagan in modern Oh no! I really hope not. I don't know. Like, f- for the love of God, no. That's please, one please, thing you were tired of. Please don't. I remember that from previous podcasts. You were completely tired of the geriatric revenge. Yeah, it's, it's got to stop. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't do it. I I I. I mean that Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> what what the hell? I know. It's like yeah, the bus scene. Like it had its cool scenes. I thought so the bus again, scene was pretty cool. Taking the good with the bad. Uh-huh. But the, I've been looking for, it's like, he never moved. (laughs) He's been there the entire time. Right, right. (laughs) Did you get lost? (laughs) Like, if you wanted your revenge, you could have grabbed a whole posse and just went out. Like, I'm sure you could have gotten plenty of people to go out there and just shoot them up. That's true. But no, you're going to wait 40 years. Yeah. To catch a ride with a tour group. I guess she never got her driver's license or something. (laughs) But yeah, so the geriatric revenge plot... Um, I, I, as you know, we're not going to spoil anything or get into it, but yes, I, was... I swear to God, if it's like, we're watching this and then it's like, if you know, this, this kid is possessed and then Linda Blair comes out of nowhere and be like, hello, Pazuzu. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to just turn That's off it. the TV or just walk out and be like, i out. Good run. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, not you're right. Me. You're right. The, 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 these are the things that unnecessarily keep me up at night. <laughs> well, no, well, no, because we were, uh, and I, I, w- I think we will eventually flesh this out with Joe D from Different Take. I, Halloween ends like the the thing is, and and I know you already didn't like H four O. I did. I liked H four O. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Saw it in the theater. Had fun. Halloween Kills was ridiculous. Halloween ends. It was just like, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Like, we're going to have a fight between Michael Myers and Laurie again. I didn't like how that ended. I thought it was just so I can get where you're coming from. So, yes, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre by Netflix, this woman's waiting 40 years when, yeah, she could have just anytime, anytime. He wasn't moving around like Michael Myers. He's in this. Yeah. You know, leather. He's in the same place. So. So if. If Linda Blair pops up and now she has to confront Pazuzu, yes, that's it. It's got to be done. Yeah. It's got to be done. Cameo? Cool. Sure. Action? No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, uh, so, I mean, that, yeah. but that leads me into into this side of the episode. We're going to go over to Dreadit. Okay. Because there's a question posted on there that it said someone, uh, the user DJA1982 asks, well, says, asks, I don't watch the Elm Street movies after Dream Warriors, the mm-hmm. Halloween movies Beyond Season of the Witch, or Friday the 13th past the final chapter. Viewing anything more than that for me is done more so out of obligation than actual entertainment. What's your cutoff? Oh. Huh. I would be interested. Can you ask if we can interview that person? That person hasn't seen anything past Season of the Witch and past the... What is it? Uh, I don't know if he hasn't seen it, but he just doesn't like. It just says I don't watch them after that. So okay. like, probably like rewatching would just never go back. Yeah. Like, where's your cutoff of like I? There's no reason for me to ever watch that again. Okay. So what's the actual question in that? What's the long lead up? <laughs> it's what's your cutoff for like a film franchise? Like if we're just like all right, that's enough. So for example, um, where. Honestly, like for rewatching Halloween, I'm pretty much just one, two, three, six. Okay. Uh, when it comes to rewatching, yeah, uh, I I really like. I give once again credit to you, Joe, Doctor Halloween, everybody with Halloween four. Now, I'm enjoying that way more than I ever did. I, I uh, think it's I, good in the season. Yeah, Halloween four within the Halloween season is. It, I want to watch it that, like in March. Yeah, um, but one of those things where if I've I've embraced it. Yeah, uh, more so than, but like five, I have no no desire. Yeah, so uh, Halloween's a tricky one. Let's do like, I guess like the Friday and the nightmares. Okay, are good examples. Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, 
I didn't even make it that far into Freddy. I mean, after I like the first one the most. Yep. And after that, I'm kind of. For me, I mean, dude, is my cut like I'm like is my cutoff just the first one for all these? I, I'm with you except for I do really like New Nightmare. Yeah, all the stuff. So the but New first Nightmare is like a remake, almost. It's like a restart. It. it for me, so I look at it differently than that. I look at it as kind of like the end cap. It's just like, okay, like Freddy is on a TV show. Freddy is, is everything. Like, here's Wes Craven coming, like, seeing what he has created and coming back and saying, okay, like, this guy is not scary. This guy is not this. So I felt like, and, and for those huge Nightmare on Elm Street fans out there, I'm sorry. Maybe he's expressed this in an interview. Mm-hmm. I felt like Wes Craven came back to write all the crap that was in between, and I thought it was really good. Like, I, at one point, the way Freddy looked in New Nightmare, I was just like, that's pretty creepy. You know, like, I thought... He's very creepy in New Nightmare. Yeah. Like, I thought... So, so I I I guess... New Nightmare would be... I think when we talked about that before, that was, like, our definitive number two. No, probably. Or at least for me. That's when you didn't, like... we We did an episode where you're talking about how you don't really care for... Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So, if so if we're doing Freddy, then I'll just say my my cutoff is I watch Nightmare on Elm Street, New Nightmare, and the Michael Bay, the Platinum Dunes Nightmare. Yeah. Would, uh, if 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 we're gonna say let's do a Nightmare weekend, those are my that's where I'm. I, so I'm not doing anything in between Nightmare on Elm Street and New Nightmare. Yeah. I mean, after I mean, the guy brings up Dream Warriors. After Dream Warriors, up in like. It turns it's like a, a comedy route. It's yeah. they're funny at that point. Even when I was a kid yeah. and they would flash on, yeah, like it would be like oh, like okay, I'm not as I, I was afraid of Michael Myers. I'm not as afraid as Freddy. He's 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 kind of funny, Even, right? You know, I mean that's the thing with a lot of them. Once you get deeper into the sequels, there's more like humor trying to yeah. be thrown in there. Yeah, it's like yeah, all right, you can you can relax on that, <laughs> right? Um, my favorite budget drop off of any series of sleepaway camp oh you and i saw sleepaway <laughs> camp to death we 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 saw one two two three, three. and then that dvd that came with the uh the survival kit yeah i got that box which is actually worth a good amount of money i might bring really if we're gonna start hitting the convention circuit mm-hmm. i might bring that with us as a yeah, because it had like piece. shot scenes for another sequel that was never made. There was a fourth yeah. one that was supposed to be made, and literally when we were watching it, it wasn't on a film camera. No, it's it was... like someone just had a camcorder. Yeah. I mean, the third one, base. I mean, it's like if someone just filmed it with like a Betamax camera or yeah. something like that. Uh, yeah. With uh, Bruce Bruce Springsteen's sister. Yes, Pamela Springsteen. Pamela Springsteen. So I mean, uh, I, I can't. Obviously, the first one's great. I don't know. Maybe for fun, but that might be the cutoff with Sleepaway Camp. I don't know if we go back to two and three. When we're talking about like watching the random sequels now, I mean, we, there's plenty of us to find. Fo- there's plenty, plenty, plenty out there. Yeah. Um, so I guess the other thing for me, I, I enjoyed like Scream 4. I had a fun time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, five probably never going to be like into those like i am with the first two okay so like scream two might be my cutoff even though i love scream three yeah but for different reasons yeah so i don't know um evil dead no cutoff there i love all their i love all of them equally the only one i will admit this is the big admission joe whoa yeah i guess i no go ahead now all right you go for it all right, I haven't seen Army of Darkness. I think I knew that too. <laughs> and there was some reluctance there, and I forget. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. So it's evil. It's Army of Darkness, and I forget what they were trying to call. It might have been like Medieval Dead. I mm-hmm. think they were trying to have it called. It's a fun time. Yeah, it's silly. I enjoyed it. I love the Evil Dead. I love Evil Dead 1. I love Evil Dead 2. The 2013 one was really good. I was I just couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah. Army of Darkness for me, it's just like I never it's like I like what's here and I like the video games and I like Ash and Bruce Campbell. It's like I, I stayed away from Army of Darkness cuz I think it might be too much for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, it's definitely that kind of threat, but it's he's just Bruce Campbell's just in like he he just is that character what that character became. Yeah. And he just owns it in that and it's weird, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um and then also Ash versus Evil Dead, which was unfortunately canceled when it should just let them finish the dang story. Man, they never. And if we talked about this before, I apologize. I did see the first season. I liked it a lot. I yeah, liked it was great. First Evil Dead. Yeah, it was great. And you had Lucy Lawless in there. She was great. <laughs> I was like, it was a good time. Yeah. Told you, I'm not Xena. I'm Lucy Lawless. Xena <laughs> <laughs> can't I didn't know fly. Xena could fly. I'm not Xena. <laughs> um, no, th- that would be something. I really do. I should finish Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I, I did enjoy. I was surprised. That show had everything that I would expect the Evil Dead to move to in this age. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it's more playing off of. It's such an interesting franchise in the sense where it just it rebooted itself without yeah. really thinking about it. I mean, I know a lot of people who aren't horror fans that they just giggle because of the low budget of the <laughs> first one. Yes. And that really gets on my nerves. <laughs> yeah. I, no, the first, yeah, because the, the 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 orange blood and the claymation and the stop motion and stuff like, yeah, there's there's things to laugh at in the funny process, but it's not. This isn't George Lucas, yeah, building worlds with millions of dollars and industrial light and magic. This is a guy, yeah, and and a, and I don't know if they're friends, but let's just say it's a guy and his friends creating a a horror movie. Hence. It's pretty cool. I love it. Love it. Well, can't wait for more of it, and we will be talking about more of it at some point. We're doing a. We're doing an. We might even do a two-parter yeah. on the Evil Dead. That's how important that is to us. I think we are most definitely <laughs> going to. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's grab something else from Dreadit, and then we'll wrap this uh, wrap this episode up. How's that sound? Okay, we can do that. I'm just trying to give thought. Uh, the Friday the Thirteenth movies, just so we tackle the big three. Um, the Friday the 13th movies, I could watch every single one pretty much. Even the one that everybody hates, the, uh, uh, da, 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 da. well, they, they hate, I know they hate eight, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. I actually enjoy the slow pace. I enjoy how long it takes for them to get there. Yeah. That's, I think that's fun. Uh, two, Jason Goes to Hell, yes, it's not good. But you got to remember, that's the first one that I was... It's kind of like Halloween 6 was for you in that you saw that first, like when it was when it was brand new. I remember seeing Jason Goes to Hell when I was younger. Like it was it was a big deal kind of watching that. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's off the walls. But I, I still... I, I, I don't know if I have a cutoff for uh, Friday the 13th. I even went back and watched Jason X. <laughs> one of those times I, like jason goes to hell i just i, I miss uh, the feeling i would get walking through the video store and getting like a little creeped out yes by the box art yeah the box art was Being good like, whoa oh man <laughs> all right so the cutoff yeah so i i get you yeah but yeah i guess let's continue on the dreaded i just don't understand where like i, I mean there's plenty plenty of series where i'm just like all right Especially, like, I guess more so in, like, TV show. Every TV show has that aspect where, like, yeah, I mean, watch it up until, like, season four really drops off after that. There's no reason to keep watching. <laughs> right. Uh, that's the story every time. I never saw the show Dexter. And every time I bring up Dexter. People say season there's, four is a cutoff. Something like that. Mm. Um, anyway. And then last thing on Friday the 13th, we have Crystal Lake, the TV series, the Friday the 13th TV series coming in 2024. So, you know, just chill and enjoy 2023 before that comes out with some more Friday action. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Now here's a random one that someone like threw in there and they just put a bunch of laughing emojis and a thumbs up and a hundred. And I'm just like <laughs> curious. I'm like, I don't even know if this really counts as horror, but I remember thinking that it was like this insane movie that I was too young to go see. And that was a movie in 1995 called Congo. Did you ever get around to seeing Congo? I did not. Do you remember Congo? Nope. No, I mean I remember the the trailers on the, TV, the, the TV commercial. Yeah, that's I remember. I can't remember what was in it. I know that there was a monkey in it, but I don't remember. Is that right? They're gorillas. Gorillas. Okay, sorry. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, so there's there was a gorilla in. in the, I remember the the commercial existing and it being about a gorilla. I don't remember anything other than that. You know, I was piggybacking off of the the intelligent ape craze okay. of the eighties and nineties. You know. Was okay. the was the name of the girl who could she could sign language? 
Coco? Yeah. So that's pretty much what was jumping off of. There's a smart gorilla. Okay, so how we opened the episode, now we have AI that's probably yeah, going to... Smart bio. Yeah, so now... Okay, so this played off but of But I, I thought... I didn't know what to expect. Like, I just remember being like 10. Yeah. Being like, whoa, what is this going to be? I mean, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then I I mean, I don't know if we... I definitely... I don't think I've talked about it at all on this show. I finally watched it a long time ago. and it's Not like a year ago. Um, but just seeing it pop up in a horror sub is doesn't make i guess it could be considered horror congo it's one of the silliest things i've ever watched in my entire life okay well that's the (laughs) 90s too yeah it's like i was expecting so much more and it was just completely silly hmm okay so congo i guess at some point we got i just want that's another like topic that we'll have to tackle is the silly jungle movies of the 90s so congo anaconda (laughs) oh no (laughs) lake placid lake placid (laughs) oh Uh, boy a lot of gems out there but you know as as we're coming to a close there's something you know what's your cutoff someone tweet that at me at at red river joe you can tweet it at red river horror um yeah really curious where where you draw the line yeah, like, I'm not watching this anymore. And uh, what the hell with these with future technology? What the hell scares the shit out of you? Yeah, and it's funny, Joe. Like I, I'm a huge, huge Halloween fan. I would say that. Well, I don't know if I like series wise over Scream. Now Scream has been, been been pretty damn good. But Halloween, I've always been a Michael Myers guy. Yeah, but I think that I can watch more Jason movies than I can Halloween movies with what with the offering. I'm just saying simple offerings. While I like the quality of the Halloween movies much, much more than the Friday movies. I think by quantity, I I would watch more Friday movies. Isn't that crazy? That was weird. I hadn't thought about that until he brought it up. So yeah, what's your cutoff? I like that. What's your cutoff? When when you say that's enough of that. Mm -hmm. And then also, if anybody's got suggestions for odd sequels, like straight to DVD sequels or straight to video sequels that are actually worth a watch, please recommend them. Yes. I would like to know. Yeah, how does the Grudge Three end? Are we serious? Someone was just like, "Well, the butterfly effect four. Oh, oh, didn't really care for the first one. No, no, great idea. It was a good idea. Yeah, just the overall movie I thought was just really yeah corny. It's a teen, you know, teenage date movie of two thousand four or three or whenever it came out. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Ashton Kutcher. What's your cutoff? No, I like that. I think that's a good place to stop. And just uh, there's there's a, some live events coming up that I think we might be a part of. We can make this uh, this whole fall schedule work. Yeah. Schedule. Well, yeah, spring. I mean, uh, Penhurst. Yes. Uh, Par- Paracon. Paracon. Yeah. We're going to try and we might, we might see people in person there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Penhurst presents Paracon. So it's that. It's a convention and an oddities expo. May 19th through the 21st. Joe, you shared it. We're going to inquire more about it, but we'll hope to see some people there and hope to bring Red River Horror Podcast listeners some interviews from some of the folks that'll be there. For sure. So stay tuned for that. The season's opening up at the Mahoning Valley Drive-In. We're going to try and get up there. Uh, and in the weekends where we're not up at the Mahoning Valley driving, we're going to try and do some outside viewing up in the Pocono Mountains. Oh, giddy up. <laughs> All right. So welcome back, Joe. Hey, great to be back, Ed. For real this time. Yes. <laughs> it's been episode number 90. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Red River Horror Podcast. And remember to keep traveling those channels of fear. <laughs>